Welcome to Standoff, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a randomized bracket to determine what stand is objectively the best. My name is Kat, and I use she, her pronouns. My name is Kingdom, and I use he, him. So in moving stands through the bracket, we're going to be looking at six criteria rated A through E to inform our decisions. These are appearance, what does the stand look like? Ability, what does the stand do? Versatility, how much can the stand do with the abilities it has? Under, no, no, fuck. Okay, <laughs> I realized I didn't have the, the opening, the the intro, intro doc, so I was just winging it until now and I figured it out. Uh, <laughs> you were right. Yeah, I, I was hopeful. Anyway, understandability, how easy <laughs> it is to get what the stand can do. Reference, the names of stands are highly referential to mysticism, mythology, music, and apparently musical instruments. And in this category, we talk about how it relates to the stand or how much we like it or whatever. References in this episode are jank. I'll say it before we're even done with the intro. <laughs> yep. Uh, and X Factor is whatever stand we like. We give good grades to. Yeah. And for the time being, we're looking at stands in a vacuum, somewhat detached from context and the parts and their users. Um, and we spoil all of JoJo's pretty much. I kingdom i know i have homework kingdom chapter 99 of jojolian is balls to the fucking wall crazy <laughs> it's gonna ruin my fucking night it's gonna ruin your life it's it's either going to make you super hype or make you hate all of jojo's in retrospect make me have to <laughs> make me have to restart the chapter six again Oh, God. I mm. Probably, honestly. It's rock humans all the way down, babe. Anyway, what are the stands today? What? I don't fucking know. The stands today are Tenor Sacks versus Paisley Park and Rolling Stones versus Hierophant Green. And I didn't have to look at my notes to remember that because I prepared this three hours ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. Uh, interesting stands let's start with the first matchup which is tenor sax versus paisley park uh can you can you tell me does tenor sax look like anything uh the stand because mm-hmm. the the instrument's brass the stand no yeah it doesn't have an appearance in and of itself it creates appearances but it doesn't have one is it the mist is it the vape smoke i guess it's the mist do vapes make smoke Here's the thing that I want to I want to bring up with this stand, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to appearance and ability, which is next, I guess. Hey, do you remember tenor sax? Anyone listener? Do you remember that tenor sax was a thing in part three? I always remember tenor sax. That's the first time you see what the world does. And it's so fucking cool. I don't remember. Th- I never remember tenor sax. It might as well not exist. I remember like that whole part of part three. <laughs> well, I remember it because... Uh, Darby the Gamer's Island is cool. Sure. Um, and I remember the scene where they're going to find the stand user, and then Dio uses the world. And they're no, they're like, oh shit, here's Dio's coffin. And they go to open it, and then Dio kills Tenor Sax's stand user and puts him in the coffin. And they're all like, what? <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's right. Is, is it? It's right after or during Darby's Island. Right? No, it is just before. It's just before, yeah, it's just before Vanilla, Vanilla Ice and, like, happens at the same time as Darby's Island uh, video games. Yeah, they, so, it happens just after, because the island is still there when Jotaro and Kakyoin and Grandpa leave. But it gets, like, so overshadowed by those other two big things that are happening. It's yeah. this, this guy with, with mist stand. Is it an Egyptian god? No. It's an no. instrument. It's a saxophone. <laughs> what if Tenor Sax in the walls? What if it was a saxophone that he played and it made the illusions? That would be cool. But it's <laughs> nothing. It's an. It's a fucking na for appearance. We don't see it. What does it do? Because I don't remember. Um, it has the ability to create illusions that distort the size and shape of a location. It can create the feel and appearance of anything, including stands but it can't recreate their stand abilities. I mean, it is incapable of replicating or masking smells, which is important because a dog tries to find the stand user and can because he's a stinky motherfucker. (laughs) Um, And because the ability doesn't have like a static form, it can only be stopped by defeating the stand user. 
That's it. And that's it. That's it. It makes illusions. It's like, I think it's like a C. Maybe a B. B? It can't do anything is the thing. Okay. Now imagine if you had tenor sax, right? And you were like, damn, it's July of 2020. I need to get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) And then you use tenor sax and you make a beach in your basement. But you're still in your basement, though. Yeah, but it looks and feels like a beach. It just smells like your basement. <laughs> Do you really think it needs a B? It's a, I think it's I know lower than a C. C is fine. Okay. B is stretching. Yeah, well, you could be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You could make your bed a comfier bed. <laughs> All right versatility i think for that reason versatility is pretty high because it can just like make shit right yeah i mean it can make illusions of shit that's basically it but that's decent yeah but it makes like actual sand and water like it's actual sand and water it's not like real real but it still behaves like it yeah it's illusions but it functions yeah, I I think if anything, it has to be at least a B because it can't do smells. It doesn't have that 4D tech yet. Yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite of the nor- the normal versatility thing we do because it can do a lot of things except kill people, which is a good thing. Good job. Yeah, and I think understandability is probably an A. Yeah, it's fine. It, they didn't really need a complicated stand to deal with during this. Well, it was, it was, they, it's not their fault. It's Theo's fault for hiring him to make his house cooler. Or it's Rocky's fault. Because, like, seriously, Dio's mansion was what? Like, maybe a city block big in Cairo? That's mm. not very epic. That's kind of <laughs> I guess. I don't have a sense of scale. Oh, yeah, city block's fucking huge. What am I yeah. talking about? <laughs> I just got dirt in my brains. I have Xenoblade brain. That's a disease. <laughs> yeah, I played like 60 hours of it since we last recorded. It's it's good, and I hate my job. Oh. <laughs> Tell me what the reference for the stand tenor sax is. It's a tenor sax. Like like the instrument? See, here's the... I, I told you this before we recorded. Um, When I first... In my brain, after I went through part three... I was just like, oh, there's probably some jazz band called Tenor Sax. Mm-hmm. I don't, whatever. The stand's user is Kenny G. He might have, maybe there was a, like some band he was in. Everyone knows the name Kenny G. Kenny G's cool. He looks like Weird Al or Danny Sexbang. Yeah. But, I assumed it was like a Kenny G album. Yeah, or that, or an album or something. Um, turns out it's just the instrument. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which saxophone's a pretty good one. If you have to choose any instrument, saxophone's up there. Um, I mean, for like band instruments, sure. Yeah, sure. I th- I think saxophone is probably the sexiest brass instrument, right? It's got curves. It's got curves. It's got the good dudes. I don't like that you're disrespecting the French horn, but whatever. Can't French horn's that. a little too curly for me. I don't I don't get how the sound can go around the loop de loop. <laughs> okay, I don't understand brass instruments at all either. So. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on there. It's just vibrations, dude. <laughs> Brass instruments, it's it's all just rock humans in the end. Oh, it's all it's all just rock human. You ever get bored and then spend like 17 years fused with a wasp and then emerge a fully formed adult? I've never been born. Can't relate. <laughs> Oh, God. I give tenor sax an A because I like the tenor saxophone as an instrument. I give it a C because I'm not, I'm not interested and I'm not disinterested and the soprano sax looks cooler. Oh, so, I mean, it's not curvy. It, 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 it's it's simple and neat. Oh, yeah. That's nice. It's like a... That's a clarinet. <laughs> that's a, that's a clarinet. That, that's a gold clarinet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Squidward would love it. <laughs> And X Factor's like a D. It's who cares? Who cares exactly? That's my exact fucking feeling about this. Who cares? Do you give it a D? I was feeling an E from you throughout this. I'm tempted, but I don't think it deserves an E because I don't hate it. Okay. 
It's just who cares? Someone's there, no one's going to come to you and say tenor sax is their favorite stand. And if they do, you would respond with why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what is your favorite. Yeah. My favorite stand is our next one, Paisley Park. I'm not, I'm not biased. Um, I only made a stand in a JoJo's inspired tabletop RPG based off of Paisley Park. Kind of. Paisley Park's red. Paisley Park's cool. Let me tell you what it looks like. Do it. Paisley Park is a humanoid stand that has a feminine figure and is slightly taller than its user. It's usually two dimensionals. What? Two dimensional? Uh huh. You're not me. <laughs> it's usually two dimensional, existing in its user shadow or spread across the surface, but it can also take a three dimensional form like a normal stand. I mean, it has its user's hairstyle, just with worse bangs. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a shoulder-length pink hair tied into a bunch of pigtails all around with big spherical beads, like, in the middle of the parts, making the pigtails. I mean, it has one big old round eye on the right side of its face with three big-ass eyelashes and no other facial features. I mean, it's covered all over with various roadmap lines and symbols, and it is pretty uniformly pink and then it has like white roadmap lines throughout it it's really fucking cool it's really neat i like the design a lot i like its design i like that it's a shadow also like and it can gloop around like one of the pictures on the wiki is it like glooping onto a computer to hack it Mm -hmm. which we'll get to in a second i hacker voice (laughs) paisley park voice i'm in and, well, we'll get there with ability, but it shows, like, the most accurate depiction of what hacking's like, which is you go into the internet into a bunch of hallways with locked doors, and you break all the locks, and you go into the doors, yeah. and you get into the mainframe, just like real See, life. A lot of people think the internet's a series of tubes, but it's actually a series of hallways. <laughs> <laughs> what is a hallway? No. so Yeah, what's a hallway but a tube for people? <laughs> if you really think about it. <laughs> no, you're right. That's good. Thank you. I think Paisley Park gets an A for appearance. I cherish Paisley Park. It feels inspired, genuinely. Yeah. It feels like Iraqi had like a really good idea for a stand. And it almost feels like it almost feels like part eight's kind of based around Paisley Park. Really? At least like aesthetically. Yes. Yes. Paisley Park is very much like what part eight looks like. You are yeah. correct. With the even with the big beads. Just like Norisuke's hair and just like the general look of Trojolian. And and Yasuho's hair. Yeah. I mean, but obviously. Um, yeah. And it's a roadmap because nobody knows where the fuck Trojolian's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry to have saddled you with this. We can switch back and forth if you want. But can you tell me what Paisley Park does? I can do it. Okay. I believe in you. Paisley Park has some level of autonomy and primarily seeks to aggressively protect its user when acting on its own. It is a long-range stand that isn't really controlled directly that isn't really controlled directly, rather it works to assist its users and its and its users not plural, damn it, works to assist its user and its and their allies. Bigger Yasuho theory, there are two Yasuhos and they <laughs> both have Paisley Park and one is bigger. <laughs> but one is bigger. <laughs> One of its abilities is that of guidance, quote unquote, uh, by manipulating items around the ind- around an individual. Paisley Park helps its user or their allies get places more expediently or escape peril. Examples have included manipulating phone navigation apps, manipulating search engine results, <laughs> changes Google's top result, <laughs> yeah. and starting a, ch- a chain of events that allowed their user to enter an area due to a security mistake of her identity. Yeah, I think that was in the hospital. I think that was for Awaking Three Leaves yeah. Park. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Paisley Park's just like, I'm better than, I'm cooler Google. <laughs> Paisley Park's uh, substand. I'm feeling lucky. Yeah, the I'm I'm feeling lucky is like when it offers you a banana or a handgun. <laughs> Use one of them. Which one do you want? So yeah, Paisley Park is better Google. Uh, this can also happen more directly. Paisley Park can present its user with two choices of items that will be beneficial 
through an electrical device, and upon selection, Paisley Park will provide the item that the user chose. Yeah, like you get a text and it's like, oh, do you want a flashlight or a blueberry? And you choose a flashlight and then the flashlight helps you find something else you need. Honestly, Yasuo's consistent denial of fruit makes me upset. <laughs> you know bananas are technically berries? Um, I did. I also know that if I eat too many bananas, my kidneys will shut down and I'll die. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's for anyone, but yeah. I'm at a particular risk. I knew a person who ate a shit ton of bananas because they were gonna go bad and then she was paralyzed for like a couple like a day or two yeah that'll get you it'll get you right in the old kidneys uh paisley park can also manipulate electronics it is able to bypass computer security systems to gather or manipulate information it does so by entering computer systems from its user's phone where they reside additionally paisley park seems to be able to copy the effects of some mechanisms that run using electricity such as an x-ray machine finally as mentioned under appearance it can change shape in addition to turning into a shadow or a puddle it can manipulate its own body in various ways such as turning its head into a globe it then uses as a map to demonstrate something to the user Mm -hmm. the art of paisley park with globe head is fucking cool i love that picture a lot yeah Hey, Paisley Park is a good stand. <laughs> it's kind of like, all right, from from storytelling perspective, a very simple form, like explanation of what Paisley Park is. It just it shows the protagonist where the plot goes. <laughs> yeah, it's so from storytelling perspective, it's so goddamn lazy. <laughs> it's. It's cool though. Yeah, but the way it's done is is really like creative and unique. Yeah. But like if you break it down to its most simple form, which I've seen people do and just say that it's just dumb and railroads the plot. I people probably don't like Yasaho being so cool because they're dickheads. <laughs> and so they get mad at Paisley Park. But I'd say that it's like a genuine potential criticism but i just the way it's done makes it very fun i mean it's only used in that way a couple of times like it really i don't think it does it's fun it's a great stand it looks good feels good to see its ability i think its ability and versatility are both a's wait i didn't read the chapter i'm not this far in trajolian but paisley park is a mouth Mm -hmm. do we mention this no i didn't want to Paisley Park is a tiny mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's upsetting. I think <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, that's a spoiler to say. I spoiler for me. <laughs> oh, yo, yes, Paisley Park's giving us a horror estradiol injection. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Nothing. I am funny. I'm funny, and I'm fucking right. Did. Did Plaquas make us say you wouldn't download a stand picture like when we started this podcast? I'm pretty sure. Good. I remember that being a thing. I, I would. To Google, I was about to Google Plaquas, you wouldn't download a stand, <laughs> but then I realized like that might not come up. I almost did the same thing. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus Christ. Um, Do you agree, A&A? Yeah. Nice. And that brings us to versi- no understandability, which I think is like a C. I wouldn't give it a C. I don't know. I feel like Paisley Park's ability boils down to just like power. Like, you know, like abilities get boiled down to like power of this or manipulation of this like concept. I agree. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I agree. But the selection aspect of it and where those items come from and how that's like manipulating fate in a way seems kind of fucky. That's kind of what I mean. But I'd say... I would be able to boil down Paisley Park as um, the power or manipulation over direction. Okay. I feel like everything it does falls under that, which is admittedly very broad, but it fits well, especially with the design. I, I agree with that. I think that is a very good way of looking at it. I still think it should be a B probably um, just because like, where they come from, how Paisley Park take a banana out of phone. It's very stand-like, which makes it hard, like, not <laughs> intuitive. Right. Yeah, I think I think a bee's good. He's good. <laughs> I can't stop looking at her little fucking mouth. She's <laughs> got a little smile. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The director. <laughs> Reference. The song Paisley Park by 
Prince, my favorite My Hero Academia Vigilantes character. Wait, Araki reference Prince? I would have never <laughs> expected Rock Araki would like Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am known soft and wet a giver, but I didn't like I didn't dig Paisley Park as much as a song. What? Yeah, it's good, but like I don't know. It didn't. Maybe it's because I've been super fucking depressed, but it just maybe. didn't hit my soul. You know. Here's the thing. I will admit, I don't like Prince very much in mm-hmm. general. I don't. I'm not a huge Prince fan. I wouldn't really listen to Prince music very often. But Paisley Park kind of. I don't know. I don't like it a ton, but I think it fits extremely well with Part Eight. I feel like just like. I had to open the lyrics because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind when I was thinking this, but a lot of, a lot of the imagery that I get from Paisley Park and the lyrics from the song just remind me a lot of part eight's Morio, And I think it's really great. Okay. Oh. <sighs> I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about the walleyes in chapter 99. of Jojo. Oh, they come back. They're a thing. They're mentioned. <laughs> Uh, what did you give reference? Uh, what did I give for reference? Um, I'd say B. Okay, nice. And I give Paisley Park an A for X Factor or an S or like a triple S. Like you did a really cool combo in Devil May Cry. Yeah, I'd give it like a low A. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it's very good and I like it a lot, but it doesn't fit my personal aesthetic as much as I would normally give A's, so. That's fair. Paisley Park is entirely my aesthetic. Like, this screenshot you sent speaks to my soul. (laughs) Little mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And Paisley Park beats tenor sax. Damn. Yeah. Paisley Park doesn't even do it. Yasuo punches Kenny G in the mouth. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Kenny G was in the wall, right? Yeah. So is he a rock human or pillar man or... (laughs) Were the Pillarmen rock humans is yes. the question. I think that's just objectively yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the the implication is that the rock humans had something to do with the stone masks. Which makes sense because the Pillarmen did that. <laughs> Who can say? Let's let's fucking move on. I, I don't want to keep spoiling chapter 99 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 8 JoJolian. Catch, I don't even remember what chapter I was on. Yeah, you should. I was on like, no, because I made a funny 69 joke, so I was in 70s. <laughs> That's a good way to keep track. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, We're on Rolling Stones versus Hierophant Green now, though. And yeah. I want you to tell me what Rolling Stones looks like. <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rolling Stones is a couple different appearances. It can be a rock. <laughs> or some may say a stone. Damn. Um. Once it has a victim, it will take the form of a rock statue of that victim. And finally, once the victim is targeted and like we're in the shit, uh, it appears near the victim constantly in the form of a spherical rock with the kanji kyo on it. And kyo means ominous or misfortune or bad luck, etc. And the kanji looks like an X with the with the bottom half of a square underneath it. It looks like a little face. Mm-hmm. I would say like a square with the top line cut out more so than the bottom half of a square yeah an x in a square with the top of the square missing Mm -hmm. it it looks like a smiley face Mm -hmm. in my opinion uh in the manga the stone is black and in the anime it's more gray because it's a rock like a rock sorry yeah hey did you ever notice how (laughs) you ever notice how rolling stone (laughs) looks like makes itself look like people and there's a people in the rocks so the rock humans (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not the same are you sure can it's, we be sure yeah uh, i think it gets a c for appearance it's kind of a rock <laughs> it's it's literally just a rock with menacing aura mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a statue of a dude with a menacing aura which is why i give it a c and not like a d but if you're not a stand user it's a rock with menacing aura <laughs> Yeah. Because you're not going to see the transformations. It'd just be a rock. You do see the onomatopoeia, interestingly enough, yeah. though, for a go, 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 go. But that, that's not a stand. That, that's a part of the natural world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree with the C? Would you like to give it a higher or lower score and fight me about it? 
She is fine. Thank you. Let me tell you what it does. Okay. It's a rock, and if you touch it, you die. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Rolling Stone is an automatic stand that Caesar has zero control at all over. It locates a target who is fated to die in the near future and begins to stalk them. It can appear and disappear in various places, move silently, and... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of it like creeping right now. Just pretty good. Oh, there's... There's some there's there's potential for like an indie horror film, like short film with just like very creepy, just like a, a big like fucking Rolling Stone sized rock just rolls around the corner of a hallway <laughs> and it's supposed to be scary. It, you know, that kind of would be. It's a it pretty big rock. Be. It's like no, it's not as big as one of the target orbs. It's no, get it's in not there. That big. No. Yeah, it can also like meld and travel through floors and walls. And it just moves towards somebody and it tries to get them to touch it. Um, as it follows their target, it like breaks down and loses pieces until it takes the form of their target at um, their upcoming moment of death. If the target touches the stone, they will die, quote, peacefully sure. in order to save them from the pain of their fated death. It's impossible to alter the fate shown by rolling stones. Though destroying it can prevent it from reaching and killing its victim in the moment. So if you're fated to die, you're fated to die. Unless unless a boy makes you a zombie. So it shows you a way that you're going to die. But if you touch the rock, it'll also kill you in, a di- in that way. But it'll be peaceful. But if you break the rock, you, won't, you don't have the risk of touching it and dying. But you're still going to die the way it showed you. Right, which is usually just, much more gruesome than the rock yeah. would give you. Because that's just like the way you're meant to die. Some fucking Final Destination shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if an individual is close to the stand and isn't being pursued or like sculpted by it, they aren't fated to die in the near future, so they can do shit like jump out of a window and know they'll be okay. Um, and if an individual such as that touches it, messages such as, please kill me, appear written on their skin yeah it's an interesting ability it's neat i think it is thematically important to part five. Oh yeah for sure for part five especially the ending of part five when you we see the arc with this stand after we finished part five but it was taking place in some other time i don't remember when exactly just before part five started like oh, yeah before it started yeah, the yeah. The chronological order of part five is that arc Giorno shows up. The rest. The rest. Yeah. Which it's it, it's very good for that, but is it a good oh, no. It's not a good ability to have. Sure, yeah. If we're judging it like that, yeah. It raises the ethical debate of euthanasia. <laughs> No, seriously. I didn't think about that, but yeah. That's basically what it is, right? It's a stand that's saying, you are going to die in this way that I will show you that may or may not be terrible. Do you want to? Well, it's not, do you want to go out on your own terms because it coerces you into touching it. Like, it wants you. Let me let me give you this other option right well it's more like let me force this other option on you because it is actively pursuing you and trying to get you to touch it which i guess in that way could be seen as like a good thing like a good force but you also don't know just because you see that way you're gonna die in a gruesome way you don't know when that's gonna happen right that could be fucking 20 years from now the user does say it's in the near future like within months if not weeks well fuck that Christ allegory. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about him. I didn't want to talk about Scalippi. He's he's literally Jesus. Go ahead and look him up on the Google. Except when except he's not literally Jesus because literally Jesus shows up in a different part. He's the Jesus of the part one through six universe. He could be. Mm-hmm. He's in Italy. <laughs> I don't think Jesus was in Italy. He's killed by Romans. Yeah, but the Roman the the Roman yeah, imperialism extended down into yeah, Rome Romans look I didn't read the Bible <laughs> <laughs> I watched the OVA of, well it wouldn't be an OVA if it was based on a book I suppose 
light novel adaptation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, illuminated manuscripts of the Bible are just light novels. (laughs) Yeah. And the light novel adaptation, The Passion of Christ. Mm -hmm. Was there a sequel? Not yet. (laughs) A lot lot of people are banking on it, but are we going to hell now? Where are we already? Wait. (laughs) The Passion of Christ Resurrection releases in 2021. You don't get to do that. That's not your choice. What? Who? Expect to release March 31st, 2021. No, none. Directed by Mel Gibson. What? That? What? What? Is that just like... What's the book that comes after all the Gospels? Um, focus on the events Is it that Acts? occurred three days between the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. Sorry for getting fucking... Look, this is funny to me. No, I'm, I'm fucking... Shut up. I'm fucking curious now. It's not... It's not Acts. <laughs> Bible study tools is trying to make me go ad-free. No, wait, 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 wait. wait. Alright, so looking at the Passion of Christ resurrection... And more like this shows the Passion of Christ and Spider-Man Four fan film. <laughs> yeah, Acts of the Apostles. Maybe it's just going to be that. Sure. Why is Spider-Man Four fan film related to Passion of Christ Resurrection? Because because remember when Spider-Man died? That was a Jesus, and then he came back. Remember when they were carrying him through the streets with his arms spread out and his feet together like he was fucking crucified and then he yeah, came back cool. and he beat I Doc like, Ock or whatever? I like that scene. Yes, but that's that's fucking why, because they did a Jesus allegory with Toby fucking Maguire. Yeah, but that was a cool... <laughs> everyone, he, everyone saw what he was looked like and they'd be like, no, we're not going to tell anyone, you're a hero. God, how much of this... I wonder how much of this conversation is going to get cut. Hey, did you know that um, uh, Spider Verse, the, the the plot of Spider Verse, is all an allegory for a kid coming out as gay to his dad? For what? It's an all an allegory for a kid uh, coming out as gay to his dad. Is it? It's a coming out story. Yeah. Is it? We watch Spider Verse with that in mind. It's it's just a coming out story. Okay. Spider Verse is fucking awesome. Spider Verse is very good. Um, it's a lot of there's a lot of spiders in that. Yeah. What's what's happening? What shout what out are, to Penny Parker. <laughs> abilities a C? Yeah. Well D? I can come down to a D, yeah. Because it's not good to have. It kinda sucks. It sucks to have, but it's interesting. It clearly leads to a lot of fun discussion. Yeah. About Passion of the Christ too. And Spider-Man. Still passioning. Versatility's an E, I think. Yeah, it doesn't really have any. It's a rock. Here's the thing. If I had Rolling Stone, or I imagine anyone, if they would have Rolling Stone, they'd eventually probably start to blame themselves for the shit going on, which would probably suck. Yeah, I think it kind of does. Yeah. It's rough. And that brings us to something we've already touched on a bit, I think. But the understandability of Rolling Stones. I don't. It could be simple. Or it has the potential to be bonkers nonsense. Exactly, right? Because what is fate? There's there's the fate thing. There's apparently now <laughs> potential for dealing with rock humans. That it's a rock and rocks are special in JoJo's now. No, it's it's we're we're leaving that out. That okay, doesn't we can, matter. We can ignore that. I'm yeah. not gonna ignore it, but you can ignore it. But like the concept of fate really only comes up in JoJo's in, like, A, the context of the part one through six Joestar bloodline, and this, and part five, and... Well, in Gravity, Gravity is a concept, or it's, like, it's more presented as, like, another power, like, stands instead of being a concept. Right, I think... Where where important people are drawn together by fate. So I think fate is an important thing in JoJo's, even if it's not directly said too often. It's like once or twice apart. Because even in part seven, like the whole napkin thing. Yeah. Kind of like 
he who acts first determines fate and even part eight fate's important throughout all of jojo's but it's never so concrete as this it's never like a force that you cannot defy in this way it's never something as tangible as this either because this it's normally like this like fate as like a concept in jo- like in real life and in JoJo's, it's it's this ethereal thing that like may or may not exist, but tends to like is this fate or is this your brain just connecting uh, patterns or something? We're like, oh, all the JoJo or all the Joe stars and all the Brandos and whatever they all they keep like their paths keep converging, and then Rolling Stones just shows this is how you will die. This is how you are fated to die. Okay, what does that say about the rest of the universe? Is everything already set in stone? Exactly. Stones. Yeah, I was about to say, Rolling Stones implies that the universe in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is fully deterministic. Everything is decided already, unless you have, like, fucking Gold Experience Requiem, right? Maybe, because even then, that might already be a thing that's decided already. Right. And then in that way was Giorno saving Bukarati from dying in the way he was fated, also fated because of determinism. And was Rolling Stones wrong or was it just showing the initial moment of death and not how he actually goes, which is peacefully much later, right? Or is it showing that in order to make the real death happen or is it it's just another cog in the machine is Giorno an atheist? Well, he hates Dio, so... Yeah, he fucking <laughs> hates Dio. I don't think he hates Dio. I think he barely knows who Dio is. He probably would hate him. Oh, for sure. Dio would sell drugs to kids. Oh, yeah. Fucking... He, I would I would be like, eh, until I read that parts, parts in George Joestar, and like, oh, fuck yeah. Dio is the devil. Dio is the devil. Let's keep moving. So yeah, I think it's a D for understandability. Understandability. Yeah, we'll give it a D for now. This is one that's very tenuous and it could be any it could be any letter grade. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say that. And because it has to do so much with fate, this is really unprecedented for a stand, because the reference is fate stay night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reference is saber. It's not. It's not. It's the band, the Rolling Stones, and they're fine. Okay, this is a problem I have with this rating. Because normally, <laughs> for reference, we're like, "Is the band good? Yes or no?" Mm-hmm. I like the Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones have good songs. They have like nine or ten good songs. Mm-hmm. But a Rocky named a stone that rolls, Rolling Stone. <laughs> it's pretty good if you think about it. That's the dumbest ever. <laughs> It's pretty good if you really think about it. I hate that a lot. So what do you give it, like a D? I'll give it a C because I like the music, but I hate. I It's it's a rock that rolls. It's a rolling stone. I I give it a but C I, for the opposite reason. I think that's very good, and I like, like, three Rolling Stone songs. But I also like that it's the fate is set in stone it's set in the stone but you didn't have to fucking name it rolling stones (laughs) you did have to and yeah it i wish that the name of the arc i think if the stand was named sleeping slaves because like it's that everybody in part five is a slave to fate is the and sleeping as in they're not aware that what they're doing is already set right like if rolling stones was named that that would be pretty tight. That'd be neat. Or like have like a band with a song that refers to fate in some way. Name it oh. Wheel of Time. <laughs> Name it after a book. <laughs> Something cool. Fate Zero. Um yeah, it should have been Fate Zero. Sure. I don't like Fate series. I thought Fate Zero is pretty okay. I like Iskander. He's big. Um but yeah, based off this conversation, I think my X Factor's an A now. Honestly, yeah, me too. Like, I had, like, a C before, but I've never talked about it this much, and it's a fun stand to really get in the dirt about. It's It doesn't seem... It doesn't feel like other stands. Right. It It's very... It's almost like a horror... It's more of a horror thing than anything else, any yeah. other stand. Exactly. It is essentially a force of nature. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and it is good. 
and that brings us to another force of nature. <laughs> it's not. That brings us to Hierophant Green, the, the fourth Green stand. The Green Ranger. The Green Ranger. The fourth stand. Yeah. Fourth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Purple Hermit. Hermit Purple. Purple Hermit. <laughs> purple Hermit. That's my favorite team from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Whose turn is it? That was funny. It's my turn. Okay. Here's the appearance. He's green. Hierophant Green. <laughs> Hierophant Green is an athletically built humanoid stand with dark green skin that is veined with stretches of light green. It wears greenish white or gray pieces of armor over various parts of its body, though this armor leaves large swaths of its skin exposed. It has golden eyes that slightly bulge out from its face with vertical striations, like a lot of Part 5 eyes look that we've talked about before. Um, and Hierophant Green, while having a humanoid shape most of the time, its actual form is a mass of tentacles that are the same color as its skin that just coil up and form a dude kind of like Stone Free, but worse. Yeah, see that. It's like Stone Free. It's like Stone Free, but worse. Yeah. And like I said, it's nearly always green. In Eyes of Heaven, I think it's turquoise. Is it? It's either that or All-Star Battle, yeah. Um, and in everything but the manga, its armor is gray. And like I said, in the manga, it's greenish, greenish white. It's all-star battle where it's turquoise. Eyes of Heaven is green. Okay. Fucked up if you really think about it. It's a good turquoise. Um, I think it looks all right. Speaking of Paisley Park, Hierophant Green also has a hidden mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hidden mouth episode. Does Rolling Stones have a hidden mouth? Yeah, it's it's we already talked about it. It's the, the half of the square, the letter of the kanji Q. It's the kanji, yeah. Kyo. Was it Kyo? I forgot. Okay. I don't know Japanese. Valid. No, Hierophant Green looks really cool. It looks like a really stylized Green Ranger, which I like a lot. Oh, it does. Yeah, I give it a B. B? I I agree with B. B's good. Nice. Yeah, like, it. if it had, like, a cool Green Ranger thing on its forehead, now that you've said that, it would be an A. There's... Oh, God, I'm losing my mind now. When is there going to be a common Rider that has stands? It probably already happened. Let's be real. Deno, kind of, but not really. Deno is like if your stand possessed you like a ghost and you had four of them. Digimon. (laughs) Kind of like Digimon, if you really think about it. Hierophant Green is a different... It's it's a Ben 10 alien in a different style, art style. Yep, I agree. Can you tell me what it does? Hierophant Green is a long-range stand that is very weak in in close quarters. As it is a coil of web tentacles in actuality, Hierophant Green is able to unravel for various purposes, such as acting as ropes, breaking falls, and, ca- and creating nets that detect enemy movement. When these separated tentacles are string-, are string thin and damaged, it doesn't affect the user, but damaging larger clumps affect the main body of the stand. Hierophant Green is able to uncoil and enter the body of an individual, allowing the stand and therefore its u- user to fully control that person. When exiting the body, it has the full ability to destroy the victim's air passage and damage the organs. Uh-huh. Finally, the most powerful ability is Emerald Splash. Yeah. Uh, it gathers energy in its body, causing it to glow green before expelling this energy in the form of emeralds. These blasts... Le- the- this blast has a shotgun-like spread, in incredible destructive power, and moves at high speeds. It's pretty cool. Emerald Splash is good when it works. Okay, people talk shit on Emerald Splash. The only stands that deflected Emerald Splash were Star Platinum, and like I don't know if the world did it. I think the world, the world froze it. Mm-hmm. But it's like like one of the top three most powerful stands we've seen in canon was able to deflect it. So everyone can talk shit on the boy. Yeah, Emerald Splash is a very good ability. It is. And it makes his hands wet. I didn't put that in because it doesn't matter, but it makes his hands wet. And that's why it's, it's called Splash. Yeah. And it's yeah. Emeralds because he's green. <laughs> and because it makes Emeralds, like in Minecraft. <laughs> you can trade them with villagers. Mm-hmm. I think the ability's a B. Uh, as a whole, yes. Uh, for a second, I thought you were saying Emerald Splash on its own. <laughs> but no. On, uh, yeah, as a whole, Hierophant Green, it's one of the most, pun not intended, uh, flexible early stands. <laughs> that, yeah, it absolutely is. And that's why I think versatility is like a B, maybe an A? I'd say a B. I don't think it deserves an A. I think A in versatility is 
really hard first especially a part three to stand to get yeah no i i agree because it has to like go above and beyond i definitely agree i i had a b but just in case you wanted to argue for higher yeah i just wanted to justify myself yeah why do what do you think for understandability he's green and he's a hierophant that's we talk about the understandability of the ability i know but i'm just thinking like what there's not because we go into understandability with like what do you how does the ability match with preconceived ideas based on the design in the name yeah but it kind of just be green <laughs> it do i don't get why emerald splash makes emeralds that's my only hang up because emeralds are green yeah but like it's just energy energy doesn't just turn into rocks right it feels like iraqi's just like hierophant green has the power of green that that's just that's just how I feel. Rocky did it. I think okay, that's fine. I still think a B. Uh, I think a C. I'm I'm saying C. Okay, I'm fine with a C. Um, what's next? Reference. Okay, so the reference is the Hierophant Tarot card. You use it and you get two soul hearts. <laughs> yes, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Every time we gotta. It's. Funny because it's not the thing you would expect until it becomes what you expect, and then it's an inside joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, upright, the hierophant is the card of traditional values and institutions. The hierophant can represent a counselor or mentor who will provide you with wisdom and guidance, or a spiritual or religious advisor, such as a priest, vicar, preacher, imam, rabbi, or a monk. Alternatively, you may be dealing with someone who is very set in their ways. Reversed, uh, the Hierophant Tarot card means that it's time to break with convention. You will want to change traditional structures, social norms, and rigid rules. Those close to you may not understand this need to challenge the established way of doing things and may be completely against it, but with this major arcana card appearing in your tarot reading, you will feel compelled to think for yourself and throw away the rule book. The Hierophant Reverse can signify an unconventional way of living or an alternative lifestyle. <laughs> I think here's the thing. Another thing with part three stands, like the tarot stands, this fits really well with Kakyoin and his character arc. Mm-hmm. With Hierophant Green, uh, <laughs> you got me there. We 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 look at the users for reference. Like we've looked at the users for tarot card references before, and I agree that it definitely goes with normal Kakyoin is a good schoolboy, and when he was possessed by Dio's flesh bud, he was just an angsty emo motherfucker. Yeah, and he had to break the norms of being... He still tries to be a schoolboy, but he's going on a fucking crazy adventure to Egypt. Mm-hmm. It fits... Yeah, if it, 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 I give it a B. It fits really well with Kakyoin, but I, I just wanted to point out that Hierophant Green itself... Is, why is it green? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And fucking X-Factor is a C. I'm fine with it. B. I'm good with it. Nice. I think I think I who wins? I don't know. I don't know. I'd be fine with either of them. I don't I Hierophant Green's cooler, but Rolling Stones is more interesting. Exactly. I think I think that Hierophant Green's the more interesting stand that I think Hierophant Green is the more like standy stand. Oh yeah. Like we can talk about the metaphysics and the philosophical implications within the jojo's universe of rolling stones all we want but it's a fucking stinky stand <laughs> it's a rock hierophant green is an actual good stand that gets shit done and i think for that reason hierophant green goes forward what's the name of the stand user for rolling stone i think it's scalippi s-c-o-l-i-p-p-i scalippi's like Go, he, he goes on. He goes on Halloween, Christmas, or Christmas trick or treating, and he, he pulls out his bag. And he's like, "I got a rock." Ted <laughs> <laughs> Paisley Park goes up over tenor sax, and Hierophant Green Emerald splashes Rolling Stone, and it explodes. Next week, we are going to be talking about Echoes versus Sex Pistols and Made in Heaven versus The Lock. And that is the end of this episode of Standoff. I think it's the funny Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy number. And where can people find you on the internet, Kingdom? I just wanted to point out real quick that um, <laughs> the two humanoid stands won. Damn. Damn. You, you're right. It's almost like they're cooler. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Twitter.com slash Tachyon Kingdom, T-A-C-H-Y-O-N Kingdom. 
uh, the same at for Instagram, but I barely do anything there because it feels weird. And it's owned by Facebook. Influencer time. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Real Katsune Miku or at Alias Sparia. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Standoff Podcast, where we post pictures of the stands before the episodes come out. And you can find links to our Discord, which is cool, and to our Patreon, where for $1 a month, you can get episodes a day or two early and monthly bonus episodes. And for $5 a month, you can get monthly recaps of chapters of the JoJo's Light Novels, Right now we're going through George Joestar, and this month is going to be chapter six. I'm chapter five. I haven't put that out yet because I've been sad. Oh, okay. Um, and if you're interested and you can look at the goals, we have a new goal. Look at read it. I don't. I don't want to explain it every time for people who don't give a shit because I fully understand that. But if you're interested, read it. It will help Kingdom with a tangential project to standoff, which is part of the standoff family. Everything that I do is tangential. Hmm. And you can email us if you want at standoffpod at gmail.com. We will read it. Our music is Mad Rock a Strange City by Nice Wizard Music. I almost reversed to those names. And do you have anything else you want to talk about, Kingdom? No. Great, then. Enjoy normal Nylotha. And as always, until next time, stand, stand proud. proud.